0: Welcome to the Hotel Moment Podcast, presented by Revenate, the podcast where we talk to leaders in the hospitality industry. If you're looking for trends, perspectives, and stories from leaders in travel and hospitality, you're in the right place.
1: Hello and welcome everyone to the Hotel Moment Podcast. I am your host, Karen Stevens. Every week on this podcast, we talk to industry experts about the trends and goings-on within the hospitality industry. And I am very excited to be joined today by Zach Schwartz, who is the CEO of Yays. Welcome, Zach.
0: Thank you for having me, Karen. Good to be here.
1: Absolutely. You know, I'm really excited to have you on the show because we speak to a lot of hoteliers and vendors in the space, but you really are in a category of your own, which is so cool. So um, Ye's uh, deals with apart hotels. So that's a service apartment play. And I'm very excited to dig in on that model and the guest experience. And it's a little bit different than other things we see out there. So it's really exciting to have you on the show.
0: Definitely, it's a hot space at the moment. And we use those two words interchangeably, a part hotel and service departments with a few nuances, which we can get into later on. But uh, yeah, pleasure to share my experience in the space. Excellent.
1: Okay, so let's get started with a few questions. I ask all of my guests, I've got five questions just to warm us up and give us a little bit more of an idea about who you are. So, question number one When did you start work in the hospitality industry, and do you remember your first day on the job?
0: Yeah, absolutely. I guess um, I was 15. I was uh, working in a full service Marriott as a busboy. It was a Marriott hotel with a very popular restaurant in suburban Massachusetts. And the first day really stood out to me, I guess, because of the cast of characters that I met, you know, my new co-workers. They were of all ages, from all walks of life, but it was clear and shown through that they shared a common passion to serve, which I'm sure was instilled through that famous Marriott hospitality service culture. And so, you know, that first day, the, the myth and all the things I'd heard about the company became a reality. And it really started my personal love affair with, with the industry.
1: That's great. Yeah. Marriott, they are renowned for their training programs. So
0: yeah, <laughs> indeed. indeed. It exists. I can, I can t- attest to that.
1: Hey, it's a big book, I heard. <laughs> so, <yeah. laughs> All right. So the second question, what has been the most uplifting moment in your career so far?
0: I guess along those same veins, and it came later on, a couple years later, uh, I don't think I was 15 when it happened, but maybe in my early 20s, and I had the opportunity to, to meet Mr. Marriott himself. It was really an uplifting experience to see the big boss, a guy that cared enough to, to come around and visit all of his properties and to meet the teams that, that ran those properties and represented the company. In fact, on the day of his visit, the managing director of our property was, was sick, and so I had the opportunity to, to lead the tour. Again, I think I was uh, 22 years old, and I was leading Mr. Marriott around the property. And what really came through was the fact that um, he didn't treat me any differently than he would have the, the managing director. And so that feeling of respect is something that, that stood with me for a long time. Wow,
1: that's cool. Mr. Marriott, I love it. All right. Number three, what is the most striking experience so far for you personally in terms of a food experience, a holiday, a stay somewhere? So what's, I guess, the best vacation or, or food experience?
0: Yeah. So beyond my day job, I guess, in the, the service department space, I am personally a big fan of the, the sort of the old school independent hotels the leading hotels of the world and sort of their commitment to remaining special and unique and creating those those really wow, wow moments. So I was fortunate enough to stay in one of these independent leading hotels on a recent ski holiday in Italy. I think it was just before the pandemic a, a few years ago now. And to wake up on the first morning and to hear that my skis overnight had been brought up the mountain and were sitting in a, a warming locker um, at, the, <laughs> at the base lodge was a moment that uh, probably make me a lifetime customer. Uh, and that ski butler service is not something I've I've seen a lot of places. So it was quite unique and special and just reaffirms that there are so many experiences that people can have and people are looking for experiences more and more as they travel.
1: Yeah, we really think, you know, lo- when, it, when you talk about loyalty, you're talking about guest experience. You're talking about having an amazing stay and something that sticks with you forever. And I think you said it right there. You're going to be a customer for life. Because they're going the extra mile. Also, shout out to leading hotels of the world. It's a revenue customer. So yay. (laughs) Yay for independent hotels.
0: I started my career with them and I I still travel. When I travel, I always try to stay in the leading if there's one of the place where I'm going. So um, good to hear that they're a customer as well.
1: Yeah. Beautiful, beautiful hotels. Okay. Next question. Have you met any celebrities while you were in the trenches, apart from Mr. Marriott, of course? Any other celebrities that come to mind?
0: Yeah, a few. And I think if you work in operations, it's one of the things that does happen. Um, I recall meeting a famous golfer. That was probably the most the thrilling thing for me. The challenge is when you're in the, in the trenches, as you call it, you know, you're focused on delivering the service and the, the guest experience that the expectation is there for. And, and so you can't really ask for, for golf tips as much as I, I wanted to do that. But it is a perk of the industry. There's amazing people. Some, you know, more interesting and willing to engage than others. And the most interesting ones are not always the, the celebrities, but the people that, you know, want to have that conversation and want, want to open up and take recommendations or have suggestions about things that, that they can do, places to visit, especially if it's, it's in a city that you know well. So I've been corporate for the last 15 years, so I don't, I don't get to do that as often anymore, but certainly recall some great celebrity moments from early in my career.
1: Okay, last question. Who are the women at work you have been most inspired by?
0: My first two bosses and it, it really had nothing nothing to do with gender but more about their, you know, dedication and talent for the job. One was an amazing strategist and sat on the executive committee of the company that I was working for and recall that uh, at an early age again in my in my 20s she brought me to every board meeting as a kid straight out of out of college. I thought that was really cool to have that faith in me and I'll never forget it and the other was a, a leading marketeer and you know I've spent my career modeling the things that they did both in strategy and, and marketing so I have a lot of respect uh, for both of my first two bosses who were female
1: both women and thanks for saying didn't really their skill set had nothing to do with them being women but it's wonderful that you know they yeah. were inspirational as leaders and that's Absolutely. right that's great Okay, well, you've hit on your background a little bit. You know, you started in hospitality, and I also understand you you studied hospitality management at Cornell before you kind of shifted. So you, you really have come up through the ranks in traditional hospitality. So take me through how it kind of transitioned to the position you're in now and the space that you're in now.
0: Yeah, sure. No, I, I still consider myself a hospitality guy, even though I spent a lot of time and effort and career moves that transitioned me more to the the real estate side of the business. But You know, I started off with the hotel management program, which was, you know, gaining the fundamentals of business, but with hospitality as the model. So business principles within a really great industry. That's what I liked about the program. And then started on the brand side of the business and decided that eventually I wanted to end up in real estate, buying and selling hotels, which I eventually did. So first started off by moving into Consulting and learning, you know, basics around feasibility and valuation, which are the you know principles behind the real estate side. Then getting a master's in real estate, which I did back back in the U.S. and uh, Johns Hopkins, and then moving into um, the private equity world and into acquisitions for hotels, uh, portfolios, and single assets, as well as loan portfolios backed back by hotels and then sort of with that private equity experience was able to sort of transition into a portfolio private equity backed portfolio company which is where i am now and sort of lead the the platform in terms of what we're trying to do for the brand that we have which is the service department concept where we have 16 properties currently across four cities and three different countries here in europe so benelux belgium the netherlands and france so the three Countries where we where we operate the concept and to really create an operating platform together with real estate partners. So we're asset light; we don't own the real estate, but we are building an operating platform and have a long track record. The company's been around since 2008, and so we've grown organically over time. And we're looking to turbocharge that that growth story now by expanding into several new markets. We'll be opening and Spain and Germany coming soon. So some exciting growth plans for the company. But that's sort of the the long and short of the transition from hotel guy to real estate guy to service department guy.
1: Yeah, that's great. It's a fascinating concept. So tell us a little bit more about, you know, the guest experience for that kind of, I know that there's the the real estate side and the asset management side. What is your guest mix? Who's staying in these apartments? What's cool about them? Uh, what's the appeal for the consumer?
0: Anybody that wants a local experience, and, and that's why we, we really love the, the concept of a part hotel and service departments, because it lets somebody live like a local would. So you're, you're stepping into not a traditional hotel room, but really an apartment with all of those home comforts that you would expect if you were living in that city. And then through our insiders, which are you know our onsite staff, we're able to facilitate experiences in the neighborhood. And so rather than getting a traditional hotel experience, you're getting an experience as if you were living in the city. And that gives our customer is a lot of flexibility to stay with us for a short time, for a night or two, or for a much longer period as some of our relocation business does, as some of our corporates do. I mean these are apartments that are fully equipped, they're spacious, and they're comfortable. And so if you wanted to stay with us for three months or six months, which is you know a trend with people's ability to work from anywhere, that's a lot of the customers that we're seeing. So a mix of long stay, relocation business, project-based corporate business. And then the leisure customer really loves the concept. If you think about traveling with kids or traveling in a group, the ability to have an apartment, which we have studio one and two bedroom apartments, the ability to, to stay in an, a larger apartment with separate bedrooms fosters that travel together concept that we talk a lot about as an organization where people would rather stay together in one apartment than to rent two separate hotel rooms, just by example.
1: Right. You know, it's so funny when the pandemic hit and we went completely remote, we had a number of people on our team, engineers and sales guys who would like take off and go to Mexico for, you know, or San Diego and they'd rent an apartment. They do exactly what you're talking about, rent an apartment and all work together there because, you know, that, you know, and of course they were careful. It was COVID, but it is interesting. I'm wondering how you fared during the pandemic. I know that you've been, you know, 2015, correct for yays itself. Yeah, How did you fare during the pandemic compared to the rest of the hospitality industry because of your model?
0: Well, I think that trend that you picked up on there, Karen, really came through not only in sort of resort destinations, but also in in urban locations like the ones where we operate, Amsterdam, Paris. People were willing to still travel if they could control their environment and if they could work from that location. And so with an apartment, That's something that we're able to to facilitate that work from anywhere concept, stay for a short period, stay for a long period. And so we pivoted during the pandemic, moving away from sort of that transient business that we were, you know, had a a greater proportion of pre-pandemic and into longer stay customers that were coming and staying with us for a few months, even professionals that were looking for an alternative to, to renting in the market. And students. And so we looked for demand where the demand was during the pandemic. And because of our apartment concept, that let us weather the storm, so to speak. And we were able to, I guess, outperform. If you look at the statistics, and we dig a lot into numbers and yays, but if you look at the statistics, we were outperforming hotels by at least two times in terms of the occupancy and rates that we were achieving during the pandemic. And then as the demand started to come back post pandemic, we were able to shift back to the higher rated transient business that really was driving the business pre-pandemic. And so the recovery has been really strong for us with a 20% growth this summer, the best summer we've had as as an organization in 15 years, but 20% over the pre-pandemic level on a same-store basis. And so I think it's impressive to see how quickly and how resilient this industry is. And to be able to capture that that demand with the flexibility in the product is something that we're really excited about with the concept.
1: Yeah, no, that that's great. And, and maybe you can just tell me from my own knowledge, I think I know the answer, but obviously with Airbnb, you've got a bunch of different owners and Airbnb is really just a platform that allows you to book and interface with the with the homeowner, but the homeowner is controlling the the guest experience, the cleanliness, all of that. So how is Yays different in terms of the work that you do for your owners on behalf of your guests and those kinds of things?
0: Put simply, it's it's brand standards. So when you book with the Yays, you get that apartment product, but you get it alongside a set of standards. And so we have two concepts. One is the apart hotel I mentioned earlier, where we have an on-site team, our insiders. So you're welcomed. And we help you to, to discover the things in, in the neighborhood to create that guest experience and that level of customer service like you would have in a hotel, but in an apartment context. And then we have uh, our service department context, which is called Bayes, which are uh, more independent apartments where you access, it's a digital product, you access the apartment uh, through a key on your phone, and you have interaction with our team over WhatsApp. Or to WhatsApp equivalent. And so if you need something during your stay, you can still reach us. And so there is that level of service, but it's not a face-to-face experience. So those are the two things that that we have as that's how we differentiate, I guess, our our concept. And so people have a choice really when they stay with us, if they want that experience more akin to a hotel or more akin to an Airbnb. But the interesting thing about Airbnb is that it's everything you said, Karen, but it's also become a very powerful distribution platform. And so we're actually listed on Airbnb. And if you want to stay at a Ye's, you can book us through Airbnb. We prefer you book us direct, but we're on there alongside all of these independently owned apartments. But what you get with yays is that sort of that brand standard where you know that it's being professionally managed and many Airbnb apartments are also professionally managed. But with Ye's, the whole concept and the the brand ethos about the neighborhood, our insiders, there's a formula there that you're buying into. And I think a lot of people will choose to stay with us simply for that reason. They want the apartment concept, but they want it with a touch of service and they want it with a certain level of standard that's guaranteed.
1: Yeah, it just seems like the perfect marriage between traditional hospitality and the Airbnb experience. <laughs> you
0: know, we really- <laughs> like to think we sit right there in the middle and, and that there is a big... And growing sort of base of customers that are that are looking for exact, exactly that this idea of a part hotel and service department you know it's growing in popularity it's a hot sector it's as popular with investors as it is with customers but it still remains very underrepresented particularly here in europe where you know if you look at all of the lodging stock across europe which includes every type of hospitality product but primarily hotels service departments only represent less than still less than 10% of the overall stock so we think there's a lot of room for growth and we think the model that we have in cities like Amsterdam and Paris and now Antwerp and The Hague can be replicated across many different markets and so that's what we're trying to do with the growth strategy that just screams
1: huge potential if there's only 10% that's been penetrated and I think you I think you've hit it on the head in terms of the the new trend Coming out of COVID, people were already starting to do this, but now it's really you know with the flexibility. I work from home right now. It's like, oh, I would love the idea of going and working in Barcelona for five weeks or you know or Paris. No, it's a great.
0: It's a great. You know, the internet has has opened up the world. I think for that type of you know this concept around pleasure as well, which we talk a lot about over here in Europe, which is that people will travel during the week for work and then be joined by their family on the weekend. And so they're able to combine, you know, do fewer trips, because I think that's also a trend coming out of the pandemic, fewer trips, more, more, uh, let's call them productive trips with a longer length of stay and looking for a higher quality experience rather than, you know, these short overnight trips. And so The product works perfectly for that because you can use it like you would a workspace during the week and then be joined and have the extra bedroom and the extra space with the family on the weekend. So we really like it for that use as well.
1: Yeah. And the consistency. I think that that's, that's the part of hospitality that I think can sometimes be missing. You know, if you know that there's a brand standard and you know, okay, I've already stayed in one of these in this location. If I go to another one, I know that it's going to be clean. There's going to be good advice. I'm going to get that experience. So I love that because sometimes it's really you know, throwing a dart against a board. So
0: yeah, no, absolutely. We're focused on all of those things and it's what a lot of customers want. Let's put it that way.
1: Yeah, absolutely. All right. So we're coming to the end of 2022. I can't believe it. We are closing in. What are you looking forward to in 2023? How are you feeling about the business and the prospects and industry?
0: I joined the business in March of 21, so right in the midst of the pandemic. So last year was a lot about managing through the pandemic and and building the platform. So we spent a lot of time and we had the time to do it, to focus on upgrading our technology, to investing in our product, to doing a rebranding, to bringing in some new team members in our corporate offices, to finding new real estate partners. And then importantly, we spent about six months working with our design And architecture partners to redesign the concept for rollout, meaning where could we innovate further? We had a great starting point with the concept around apartments, but how could we use space in a in a different way, more flexible? How could we create the highest return on investment for real estate owners? And what we came up with was a flexible solution with a studio alongside one of our one bedrooms that allowed us to through a connecting wall. And we have connecting doors in the hotel business since for many decades, but really a retractable wall that would create a different kind of guest experience in an apartment context where you have a contiguous living space between apartments that allow you to work together, dine together, and to be able to sell that one bedroom and that studio as a one bedroom studio during the week. But then on the weekend, be able to to sell it as a two bedroom sleeping up to 6 with this concept and this innovation we're now able to do that and so we're in the process of starting to roll that out we have a mock up room here in Amsterdam that we're able to to share with our real estate partners who are interested in working with A's. Ye's. and really what it's going to allow us to do in 2023 which is what you asked about is start to put this product out into the market. And we do see it as a competitive advantage. It's certainly a revenue manager's dream. The idea of selling the room as a studio or one bedroom to corporates during the week and then to families and groups as a two bedroom on the weekend is really something that's unique in the marketplace. And what took a long time was getting the design right from a fire safety standpoint to get it certified, also from an acoustic standpoint to ensure that this wall acted like a wall should, and that it just because it was retractable, that it was also quite seamless in terms of, I don't know that I'm in a connecting room here, but if it's used as a connecting room, I certainly know it because wow, how big does a space open up into this huge two bedroom apartment that we think is a selling point that, you know, this idea of two bedroom apartments, we see a huge amount of demand and a very low representation, even within the apartment space, in many of the markets where we're looking, there simply just isn't the stock of two bedroom apartments. And any family will know that a two bedroom apartment is an ideal travel solution for, you know, families that want to be together, but also want that separation.
1: Right. Absolutely. And you know, I love it. This is like a blending of we work during the week. It's a blending of the we work. Cause you know, you got you want to go work remote. I'm going to go to Barcelona and work remote, but I also just don't want to sit by myself all day long. So I love that.
0: Yeah, it's definitely offers the best of both worlds.
1: Yeah, that is fantastic. Wow, that's exciting. And the other thing that that I picked up on when you talked about 2021, you know, and I talked to a lot of different people on this podcast, and it's really interesting to see, you know, the companies that have really survived and thrived through the pandemic took that opportunity instead of panicking and freaking out to innovate and figure out how they were going to come back better, stronger, faster. Um, So they invested. They invested in innovation and made the leap, and now they are poised, like Yaze is poised, to really, you know, take it forward in 2023. Which hopefully the trend keeps going, that we're opening up and things are good. But it's exciting.
0: We certainly made the most of the the downtime, and it benefited us when you know this summer came around, and we had some of the highest occupancies we've ever experienced. Having the technology, the digital solutions, the keyless entry, which were all things that we impl- implemented during 2021 really paid off in terms of, you know, all the things that you said about becoming more efficient, more strategic. So we used the time, yeah, to the advantage of the company and and, and the recovery that we're now in. Yeah, so exciting.
1: Okay, can you remind everybody again where you're in market today and then when you're, where you're expanding in the future? You said it at the top, but I just want to make sure everybody knows where to find you.
0: Home base is Amsterdam. We've been here since uh, that started with one apartment in the Central Canal Belt in 2005. The company was officially formed in 2008. And we still have our largest presence of properties here in, in Amsterdam in great locations, in fun and exciting neighborhoods, and each one slightly different historic buildings, newer buildings. And so In Amsterdam, you can find us. And then we've also opened in The Hague here in the Netherlands. We opened very recently this year with our largest property right in the center of Antwerp. And we're also in Paris in four different locations in in Paris. And in terms of growth markets, certainly the home markets, So the Netherlands, Belgium, France, and then expanding actively into Germany, where we're hoping to open a new property in 2023. And then into Spain, we're also opening our new property in 2023. So those are the the areas where we currently operate and some of the areas where we're focused on growing.
1: Okay, that's great. And if a traveler, if a consumer wants to find you, what's the website?
0: Easy as yays.com. So it's Y-A-Y-S dot com
1: dot com. Great. And what about investors and that kind of thing when you when you look? So at- there
0: is a section on the website for development and there's a bunch of information about our value proposition, why an investor would work with us. And then there's a opportunity to reach out directly through the website to our development team.
1: OK, there you heard it here for your folks. It's Yays Easy peasy. And <laughs> it was great to talk to you, Zach. Thank you so much. This has been a really fun conversation. I appreciate the time.
0: Yeah, thanks, Karen. I had a great time. Really fun. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you for listening to the Hotel Moment Podcast. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you're watching on YouTube, please like the video and subscribe for more content. For more information, head to hotelmomentpodcast.com. The Hotel Moment Podcast is presented by Revenate and produced by Make More Media.